sequence start in five, four, three, two, one. Hey now, hey now, and welcome to the Inkular Experience Podcast, Season 1, Episode 4. Well, we're really close to the holiday season, you know, it's the 15th of December, we have 10 days until Christmas, we have all sorts of things going on between now and New Year's. But today, on the podcast, we have the big story, which is going to be titled, Flaming Lips or Flaming Trips. And let's see, what else do we have today? Yeah, the word of the day. And also, on the record, we have two great artists, two great songs, and I hope you can enjoy the show. And I have a little bit of commentary and some fun for you as well. So fasten your seatbelt, it's on. now it's time to put on your thinking caps it's time for the inkular experience word of the day and today's word begins with the letter d the fourth letter of the alphabet that's right letter d and the definition of the word of the day is a hard resin used for making varnish that's right a hard resin used for making varnish if you know the answer you know what to do send it to the Inkular Experience Facebook page, be the first one to win.
And now the big story. Well, today's story is about what happens when one buys concert tickets a long time before the concert happens and then you find out that the concert is the night before the biggest meeting of the year that you're a big part of and it's in Charlotte which is about three hours away from home so all right let's go back seven years ago and I was a director of marketing and a VP at a bank and all this stuff and it was a serious job you know I was considered a, you know one of the top executives and all that stuff and so I bought Flaming Lips tickets in probably August of that year and the concert wasn't until the middle of December and so I really didn't plan out you know exactly what would happen in December other than the concert and a couple other things but they made, they made the announcement, I guess, at the beginning of December that the big year-end board meeting was going to be the day after the Flaming Lips concert. Well, I was, you know, when the date approached for the concert, I'd already been warned over and over by the president of the bank and all these other people to, you know, have my act together for this meeting because it was not only going to be the board of directors and upper management, but also the feds and all these other people were going to be sitting in on the meeting. So I really had to have my shit together for the meeting as much as any other meeting because not only did it go over the follow, you know, the previous year's marketing, but it also would touch on the following year's marketing. So it was, it was the big meeting that I needed to prepare for pretty much all year. Well, that being the case, um, I decided, you know, to go down with a friend to Charlotte and we we're going to catch the show. I wasn't going to overdo it by any means. And then we could just drive back and I could, you know, throw on my suit and do the presentation. Well, the president of the bank had been warning me for weeks that I needed to have proper documentation and all my paperwork and it needed to be the most fluid presentation of my life. Or I could probably get in a lot of trouble, which never, never happened, actually. So, you know, we drove down to Charlotte and we had a nice hotel room in the middle of downtown Charlotte. And the show started, I believe, around eight or so. So the deal was we, um, got, you know, got ready and went over to a little restaurant bar next to the venue where the music was going to be playing and had a few drinks. And we met up with one of my friend's friends who was with his girlfriend and they talked a little bit, and then my friend motioned to me and said, you know, come to the bathroom real quick. I need to show you something. And he said, you know, do you want to drop, you know, a dose? And I said, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I have this meeting tomorrow, and it's kind of a big deal. I don't think it's a good idea. But I guess if we go ahead and do it now, you know, everything will be under control by later. Which was a good way of thinking and so forth. So we sat there and had a few drinks and whatever, and things were kind of moving in the right direction. And, you know, at that point, by the time we got into the venue, I was really feeling good. And, you know, there was an opening band and there was a lot of stuff going on. It was a very packed crowd. The whole night turned into a disaster because someone passed us a joint and my friend looked at me and he was like here and I was like fine and I took a little hit and he took it and I took it and after we both took about two hits off this thing we looked at each other sweating profusely and starting 
to like freak out. And I looked at him and I was like, what in the hell was that? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, me either. And we started freaking out. And at this point, I didn't really know what to do because my heart was just like pumping a million miles an hour. I was sweating bullets. My mouth started drying up to where I had major cotton mouth and was like, holy shit, what do I do? And I guess the first thing that came to mind was walk over to the bar and sit down on the floor and pull the bar stool in behind me. So I was hidden from plain view. And I sat there actually for about half an hour, just completely off my gourd, like what in the hell just happened? And finally mustered up the courage to get up from behind the bar thing. And I looked around for my friend, but like when you're at a Flaming Lips concert, there's so many people dressed in different ways. You know, you have people dressed like Santa Claus and aliens, and there, some people are dressed in their kind of rave attire with everything glowing and stuff going on. So at this point, it was completely getting freaky. And I was like, what the hell? So I finally found my friend, and he's still sweating his face off, but someone had drawn a, like a, a Chinese character or something, you know, on his forehead. And, he had, you know, he had a, a headband on at this point, and everything just started melting down. And about halfway through the show, I just said to myself, I'd had enough, and it's time to get the hell out of there. And so I called a cab. And they picked me up and, you know, I somehow made it to the hotel without throwing up. But I just felt like complete dog shit at this point and really didn't enjoy what was going on at all. And I, like what I usually do when I'm like having a major league freak out or something, you know, or I'm just ready to go to bed. I'll just get in bed and put the pillow over my face other than my nose so I can breathe and try to just get total silence, total blackout and try to just get to sleep if I can. So I got to my room. I think I took maybe a half a Xanax or something to try to take the edge off and, you know, calm down and so forth. And I was fine. I just sat there kind of like trying to relax for a little while in the pitch black. And about an hour and a half or two hours later, my friend came in the room and I didn't get up or take the pillow off my head. I just listened to everything. And it was so funny because I heard him come in and walk into the bathroom. And he was bumping into things and stumbling. You know, I could hear all the stuff going on. And I can picture it, you know. And so I hear him using the bathroom. And all of a sudden, I hear this major bloop in the, you know, water noise. And I hear this god damn it. And apparently he dropped his cell phone into the toilet after he had peed. And so I'm like, I cannot believe this. You know, I'm just listening to it, kind of chuckling to myself a little bit. And, you know, for the next 30 minutes, I hear him cussing and I hear the hair dryer. And, you know, so that finally stops. At this point, he is disrobing and I can hear this kind of just movement of, you know, getting undressed to go to bed. And about two seconds later, the covers of my bed, mind you, we have two queen beds and the covers fly up and he jumps in my bed, butt naked and sits basically on my leg. And I'm like, Whoa, cowboy, you're in the wrong bed. And he's like, ah, I couldn't see anything. And I was like, well, get on, get in that other bed. So he did, and we just laughed about it a little bit. And um, 
after that, you know, we tried to crash out, but basically as the night turned to day, I realized, you know, I need to get in the car and get some coffee and get the hell out of here and go do this meeting because I'm in bad shape and I'm still really like I was the night before. I'm, I, yeah, I was a little bit less, but still really shouldn't drive, really shouldn't conduct the biggest board meeting of the year. But we get in the car, we stop by a Starbucks drive through and they gave us the wrong order. So, you know, I'm thinking I have like a four shot latte or something, but they actually gave me a pumpkin spice kind of latte or something. And it was so gross that I just had to dump it out. Well, I get home, take a quick shower, put on my suit, grab what I can, and I'm really within 15 minutes of the meeting starting. And I know people are probably starting to freak out, like, where's David? You know, wh what the hell's going on? Well, huh. I go get into the bank building, and I press the elevator button to the second floor. And as I get to the second floor, and it's like, ding, and the elevator door opens, and the president of the bank is standing there right in front of the elevator door, and I'm standing there looking at him face to face. And he's like, where the hell have you been? I've been waiting for you for the last hour. And I was basically like, well, I was out of town overnight. I made it back as quick as I could, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, you better be on your best A-plus meeting potential today because everyone's here waiting on you. And at this point, you know, I'm still pretty high and sweaty and probably still my pupils are still probably a little bit bigger than they should be. And I mean, I know that I've kind of pulled a big one that I shouldn't have pulled the night before. Well, it's all cool. I go in and I delivered probably the best meeting of my life. Everybody on the board gave me a thumbs up. The upper management gave me a thumbs up. I was invited to Christmas parties after the meeting and it all panned out. But you never know. It was great, though. I actually got a bonus that year and a huge bump as far as my progress report they gave me. Because usually they would tell me I did things wrong all the time. But actually, this year, I did everything right. And this was after tripping balls at a Flaming Lips concert in Charlotte up until the morning of. So, for all of you out there and. TV land and in podcast land, I don't recommend doing that before your biggest board meeting of the year. It could get you fired. It could get you in trouble. It could make people not like you. But I hated working for corporate America and I would do it again in a heartbeat. So, you know, for all you people in corporate America, I hope you can get out of your soul sucking situation. But if you can't, make the best of it. Just make sure you can pass your drug test if you have to have a good one and on to the next segment on the record all right everybody the incular experience on the record is here and ready to go well today's record of the day is a revolutionary jazz album by miles davis and it's called bitches brew well, it's an interesting title, but it's, it has even more interesting music, and we'll get to that in just a second. So here we have Miles Davis' Bitches Brew, a monumental record, and something that a friend of mine, who's also a musician, 
turned me on to when I think I was around my junior year in high school. And I'd heard of Miles Davis and I'd heard some of the kind of blue and some of the more standards that he was doing back in the early parts of his career. But then I heard Bitches Brew, which really expanded everything because, you know, he was like, yeah, you want to, you know, catch a buzz and listen to some jazz. And I was like, well, I like part of that idea. But he's like, no, 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 just hear me out. Listen to this jazz. And you know, what amazed me is just the complex layers that are done with these top-notch players. You had Miles Davis's core group and then these auxiliary players that came in and just started blowing everything out. You know, he had multiple bassists, he had multiple drummers, keyboardists. He was, of course, playing trumpet and had a number of effects going on. It was an amazing record and one of those records that kind of blew me away when I was younger. The track off the record today is called John McLaughlin, which is the name of the guitarist playing on the record. And John McLaughlin was an up-and-coming, yet very well-known and starting to make a name for himself around this time. And, you know, in the jazz world, he was kind of a big deal and becoming bigger and bigger. And him and Chick Corea and a number of other players were um, really cutting their teeth in this time and becoming explosive on the jazz scene all the same. Um, so I'm excited to play for you off the Bitches Brew record, John McLaughlin. Now, I mean, you know, it goes without saying. I'm playing this knowing that it's not my material. It's, it's off the record. I want you to support the acts that I play by buying their stuff online. I know you can do it, and I suggest you do. Thank you very much. And here is the song of the day. Woo!
Well, I hope that was all you expected and much more. Again, that was John McLaughlin off the album Bitches Brew by Miles Davis. I highly recommend picking it up either on vinyl or mp3 or whatever you want to do. But yeah, support the artist and if you like it, you know, share it. Maybe some more people will buy it. Well, as I said in the intro, we're going to have two songs of the day. And we're just going to make this one fairly informal. Uh, you know, I've been a big fan of the Flaming Lips from for a pretty long time. And I've seen them in concert and met them and, you know, had a number of really interesting experiences thanks to the Flaming Lips. But one of my favorite songs ever is called Do You Realize? And that's off the album um, from a couple years ago called Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. Well, if you've never heard The Flaming Lips, this is definitely something you'll enjoy. It's a great message. It's a really well-produced song. And I just love it. And especially, you know, this time of the year, it seems to really apply. Um, so if you've never heard of The Flaming Lips, I think you'll like the song. And, you know, why don't you explore some more of their stuff? You might um, likely recognize some of the songs uh, from different, you know, maybe TV movies. You never really know. Um, my whole deal with the Flaming Lips is like when Jerry Garcia died and a lot of people kind of went straight over to the fish um, segment of the world, I kind of went to festivals instead and was able to see a whole bunch of new bands that I really thought might be interesting. Some weren't, some were. But one of my favorite acts um, would be the Flaming Lips. Um, they have a lot of things visually... Um, a lot of interesting props and different things going on. The light show is usually amazing. Certainly more confetti than you could ever imagine anywhere. I mean, more than Mardi Gras and New Year's combined. So the Flaming Lips put on an excellent show. I would suggest if you can catch a Flaming Lips show, go check it out. But um, today, for my second song of the day, we're going to have the song, like I said, Do You Realize by the Flaming Lips. So... Fasten your seatbelt, and I really hope you enjoy it, and I hope your holidays are great. I'm going to go ahead and finish out with Do You Realize? Let them know 
You realize the sun doesn't go down It's just an illusion caused by the world Spinning Do